Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Joe Zimmel and Valerie Friedman. Okay, one of the easiest ways for you to manifest a reality that you desire is to look at your feed. What does your feed look like? What does your For You page look like? If it's not serving happiness, ponies, and rainbows, then not interested. Hold down that button. Oop, not interested. Goodbye. Curate a feed that supports you. If you're going to be scrolling through this stuff, then you might as well make sure that it's reminiscent of the internal life that you're trying to bring about. Your social media feed should inspire you. If you're not leaving this application feeling at least somewhat better than when you opened it, then you're doing it wrong. Your algorithm can be a key in unlocking whatever manifested reality that you desire. You got to be intentional about this stuff, y'all. You got to be very, very intentional about this stuff. All right. Happy scrolling. Bye. From Connecticut Public Radio in Hartford, this is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf, and that was Daniel Cologne, known by their online handle, This Is Color Me Crazy. And they are right. Social media algorithms know what they're doing. Fear is a hell of a drug, and the market is hot. And if you've given the algorithms even just a few hints about what's been freaking you out lately, what flavor of horribles you've been fixating on, you might end up with a newsfeed that sounds something like this. You're not letting me leave, so you're l- stopping me from leaving. Call the so, police. Okay, I will. Please I, get away from me. I didn't do anything police. to you. What do you mean I'm not really as tight? I just feel like he like usually goes for skinnier and like less annoying girls. Not that you're not skinny. I wake up, she's on Tinder. While in bed with me. Now and this is no. this is also why two Call days. your manager! I want your manager here. I want your manager here. I want your manager here. Don't forget to be an today. You never know who's having a good day that doesn't deserve it. Stay toxic. Do you feel that? Do you feel that contraction in your face, in your guts, in your heart? Over the course of a whole lifetime, what would that kind of tension do to a person? What, dare I say, would manifest? So what if instead the guests on today's show take center stage in that little black box in your hand? May each breath take you into greater alignment with your highest truth. You are infinite. You don't stop. We came here to expand, and that should be exciting. That should be fun. Sometimes the secret to having it all is knowing that you already do. Do you feel that? How you relax your shoulders, maybe let out a little tension in your belly. You feel a little more safe to be present. Over the course of a lifetime, what would that kind of grace do to a person? What, dare I say, would manifest? The good news is that at any point, you can choose to reprogram the algorithm and yourself. You can choose to follow accounts that gently offer other methods of catching and releasing your thoughts and feelings. 
And you can choose to follow accounts that give you loving advice straight from the hip. And you can spend time with one account in particular that daily greets you like this. Hello, beautiful soul. How's your heart? That's Joel Cross, also known as a soul called Joel. The song you hear under him is his too. He's a Grammy-nominated musician, he's a poet, a meditator, an activist, and a traveler. In fact, he's usually posting directly from the great outdoors. And every day, when about half a million people and I come across his videos in our newsfeed, we stop. We put our hands on our chests, we take a deep, deep breath, and we consider the state of our hearts. And then he offers you a different wish, like this one. Let us affirm that we are joy, (laughs) that we are light, that we are brilliant (laughs) and divine. Much love and light. I connected with Joel as he was traveling through Southeast Texas. Hello, beautiful beautiful soul. (laughs) Y'all, I had to do it. Now, when we invited him on for this episode, Joel wrote back, that's a full body yes. So I started our conversation by asking him to tell me more about that full body yes. Essentially, the full body yes for me has been the way that I check in for all of my decisions that I've trying to balance out, you know, getting stuck in our logical mind, our our brain, with the wisdom of the heart and the body. When I envision myself talking to you and what your whole show is about, my whole body just smiled. I love what you're about. I love what you're doing here. And so um, that's what a full body yes for me is. What led up to the idea for, you know, it's one thing to say to somebody you love in a text, hey, how's your heart? It's another thing for you to tape yourself as you travel out in the beautiful world, inquiring about the heart of people whom you don't even know. How did you get there? Well, it started maybe about 15, 16 years ago, actually, when I started journaling, just realizing how disconnected I was from my own heart. And I would often, you know, write in my journal, how is my heart? Asking all these heart questions. What is my heart longing for? And realizing how just those short check-ins that started with my journaling practice now are part of my daily micro meditations. And about 10, 12 years ago, when Facebook, I think, first started adding all the clunky features and newsfeed and I was like, oh, this is not what I want. (laughs) And I had this idea to start my own social network called Love Is, and it would be a safe space. Fast forward to present day. I'm now in a state where I was literally surrendering to my heart. Like, what does my heart really want? I wasn't second guessing it. I'm like, I'm only going to just listen and honor that. And I just started picking up my camera and asking myself, how is my heart? And holding space. And and I looked back at a few of them and I was like, I love this. I love this so much. And like, I'm going to share it. I don't care if nobody sees it, a million people see it, one person sees it. And surprisingly, um, I guess it resonated with uh, more than a few people. 
when one of your videos starts, it starts with you saying, good morning, or hello, beautiful soul. And you have this wonder, <laughs> this wonderful pace, and it's slow, and it's how's your heart. And then you close your eyes, and you put your hand on your chest, and you breathe in, and oftentimes your face gets uh, relaxed. And then inevitably, almost always, you'll have just the slightest smile or a really big smile or some sort of lift in your face. And it's so beautiful to watch it. And I think as I'm watching it and I have my hand on my chest, I start doing it too. And, and then it's clear that you've been processing the message you want to give during that time. And then you'll say something like, May you receive. Receive of the same abundance that you give. Receive love, receive safety, comfort, and room for infinite expansion. Much love and light. When you are finished with a video, how does it feel to press post? You know, at first it was a little scary, to be honest. As a gendered male, I've been programmed to not show emotion, to not be vulnerable, to not show that softer side of myself. And for me, checking in, I'm like, this is who I am. I'm an empath. I feel deeply. I can. I want to connect deeply. And I don't want to hide myself any longer. I think that's doing not only me a great disservice, but the world around me a great disservice. Um, the first time I posted it, I was like, Am I going to do it? Am I, is this, is people going to get it? And I just remembered something that came to me in my meditation. It wasn't so much about the why not, but the why. And for so long, I've wanted to have a safe space to share my heart and to connect deeply and to find my tribe. If I don't start creating that for myself, if I don't start embodying that, then how will I ever find it? Right. And I think that's the struggle with most of us in the world. We're always kind of hiding behind this veil, waiting for someone else to initiate or to create that space. And so I decided I'm not waiting. I'm just going to honor that and create. And since that time, I get so delighted when I get to share and to take a moment just to breathe and check in. When you're meditating on what that message will be for the day, and it's almost every day, how much are you saying those words to yourself? A hundred percent. I think that's the beautiful thing about the practice is um, when I'm connecting to my heart, my heart's speaking from its experience, <laughs> where it is that day, where it is in that moment. And when it comes out, you know, like you mentioned, to be present or to surrender, or um, to just acknowledge that I am enough. I'm saying that for me, but I, I feel like there's a, a collective experience that we're having. And so it's, it's not separate from, and it's equally as um, uplifting to receive the comments and the affirmation from others that they are having a beautiful experience with uh, that content. It's a lot like songwriting which is what I'm hearing from you, is you, you don't write it for other people, you write it from your heart. And if other people 
relate to it and make something of it for themselves. And that's true communication and true connection. Like there's, there's one that you posted a while ago where you said, take a moment, friend, to breathe in deep. Step back from the edge. The problems that you keep aren't worth your while. Is songwriting similar to making these videos in the way that I'm projecting it is? Yeah, very much so for me. That song in particular, maybe about six or seven years ago, I was in a small apartment in New York City, and I always make space to write. I will brain drain on the page until I have no more thoughts coming in. And one day those lyrics just came out all in one moment. And I kept singing it and singing it, and I just felt free and freer. And that process for me has been um, the act of surrendering, intentional surrendering of anything that's stored in the egoic mind to connect to the emotional mind has been my process throughout my life, um, like reclaiming my emotional identity and also, you know, intentionally um, creating in a way that helps propel our emotional evolution as a society. I feel like, you know, you look on social media, all of us are processing trauma, all of us are processing, you know, what we actually believe in, what is our truth, what is self-love, what is self-care, right? And I can see we are all renegotiating the social contract <laughs> of what is appropriate or inappropriate in a social setting. And I love that vulnerability is being championed. I love that surrendering control is being championed, right? And I love that being present and authentic while also remaining civil is what is rising to the surface. It's beautiful. Because I only know you as Joel right now, I don't have any reference as to what you were like as a little kid. And so I think like, was little Joel walking around like this sweet, sensitive, empathetic soul asking people how their hearts are? Like, has this always been the way you are? Or has it been like a slow evolution? Or did something happen that really shifted your life into being this heart-centered, empathetic person? I've always been, you know, an empathic introvert. But I guess I'll share it this way. And I'll use the Enneagram. So I'm a, a type nine on the Enneagram. And a peacemaker in discord is a peacekeeper, right? Sacrificing themselves to keep the peace. And for so long, that was my journey. Growing up in a household with seven siblings, um, <laughs> a lot of big personalities. <laughs> and feeling deeply everyone's turmoil or, you know, stress and sacrificing my needs to keep the peace and realizing in my early twenties that that was, I could go on no longer in this way. Um, so learning how to not be a, a keeper of peace, but a maker of peace for myself and for others and the embodiment of being a creator of creating that safe space for myself, started with acknowledging what creates deep resonance with who I am. And I've always felt and seen the world so deeply. So let me honor that by showing up authentically. Well, Joel Cross, 
Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you, Kayon. It's been a real, real, real blessing. Thank you. We'll have links to A Soul Called Joel and his beautiful music at ctpublic.org slash audacious. When we get back, imagine a guy with a beard and a baseball hat hiking who knows where, and he's got a friendly reminder. It doesn't matter if you can't do it like them, because they can't do it like you. I'm Kyone Wolf. Meet him and one more inspiring human being, sending encouragement and heartful advice through social media. That's after the break on Audacious. Stay with me. Hmm. I affirm I'm joy. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, I affirm I'm joy. Support for this podcast comes from Hartford HealthCare. Elevating Health is funded by Hartford HealthCare. Hartford HealthCare recently celebrated the opening of the Ridge Recovery Center in Wyndham. Christy Scott, Vice President of Clinical Operations, describes this new state-of-the-art destination for healing. Individuals will come if they're suffering from substance use disorder and get individualized treatment. They can stay up to three to four weeks and receive family therapy, individual therapy, group therapy, and lots of other holistic care like yoga, trail walking, acupuncture. So it's going to be a great place for people to come and heal. For those seeking recovery, finding it close to home can sometimes be challenging. Many individuals travel to Florida and other states that have more treatment centers, so we're hoping by doubling our capacity at Hartford HealthCare, the individuals can stay in their home state with their family and support systems close by. To learn more, go to ctpublic.org slash health. This is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf. Friendly reminder, stop adapting to the energy around you. Start influencing the energy that's around you. Know your worth. That's Scott Tatum, or as I think of him, the friendly reminder guy. He posts these 10 to 20 second clips of very straightforward advice from the hiking trail, wherever that is. We connected recently when he took a breather somewhere in South Phoenix, Arizona, and I started off by asking him how he got here onto the screens of over a million people's phones. I got to a point where just my life and the way I had been living it for years, it was horrible. It was just dysfunctional. It, it, so um, I had a, a given up on myself, not to a point, I always tell people, not where I was going on a mountain to jump off, but I had given up on going forward. I just, and I even told my boys this, I, you know, I said, guys, I'm done. I just can't seem to get anywhere and get out of it. And, get out of that my thought processes and just this was just that's where I was so you were committing to static yes I was going forward I was going to get up every morning go do my deal come home wait till I went to bed go to bed wake up the next morning just just until I die just go through the motion so it wasn't shortly thereafter and I was driving you know I was just uh in my head, just always in my head, overthinking. And I saw a trailhead. And, um, you know, I said, well, I'm, I'm just going to take a walk. I'm just a little curious. 
only thing I started hearing after a while and walking was when the trees, the leaves, the water, uh, my steps, and I never stopped. I knew I needed to continue. And so I did. And, and, and like I said, I haven't stopped. And so hiking the outdoors, now I immerse myself in it. I live in it. It's, it's, it's evolved into this, this lifestyle that, uh, you know, minimalizing over the last four and a half years to, to tr you know, the traveling I've done, you know, going from sticks and bricks to 16 foot camper to in my truck to on the Appalachian trail out of a backpack. And then now back into my truck, I just go. And that's, it's evolved into where it is now. And I can see, it's funny, I'm watching you talk and in between the painful parts of your story, when you talk about hiking and being outside, you get this tiny little smile, like yeah. this little <laughs> micro smile, and then in your eyes, sort of, it's it's so obvious that there's a, there's a joy, like a settled, earned joy in you when you talk about hiking, which gets me to the friendly reminders. Will you talk about when that idea came to you? Just like friendly reminder, here's something that I want you to know or consider. Everything started with me. It was for me. It was to hold me accountable. I get way, way more from this than anybody else. Because a lot of my content is, again, being directed at me. You can't come and talk to me and rub my back and my shoulder and tell me everything's going to be okay and all that, because it's not. I need for you to tell me how to do it, and I need for you to show me, to slap me upside the head with a bat, and I need that jolt. That's kind of what you see with my stuff, and I think that's what people are resonating with, because I really, overall, too, I love people, and I want people to be better, and, and there's something's happening for a reason. Because it keeps circling back around to me, not in that way of look at me. It's circling back around to me to keep pushing me and pumping this at me because of how much it's helping others. There is something about the way that you deliver this advice and these ideas. Like you and I have been talking for just a couple of minutes and I can feel a warmth in you, like a, a, a groundedness in you. You know, you're, you're not trying to be better than me. You don't think I'm better than you, which is funny because there was a piece about that. Actually, hold on. There was there's one that you posted that said most people do not think they're better than you. The reason you get so mad and frustrated and your feelings hurt is because you think they're better than you. Know your worth. I, and I bring that up because you don't have a better than you attitude, but the way that you deliver these, it's sort of like dad being like, I am tired of your <laughs> Listen to me. Like I'm saying this to you this way, this direct way. And sometimes at the very end, you might sort of have almost a wink or the smallest smile just to be like, do you hear me? Like, you know, I'm right, right? I'd love to hear about how you embody that dad. I'm like, am I wrong? Is that like a, it, it feels like a dad talking to their kid? Like, come on. That's the serious part of me. It's kind of new to me, too, because I never felt comfortable ever being me. Never lived my life being me, acting like me, hating who I was. People are watching me as I'm growing. Everything that I'm doing, everything that's going through is just, is you're watching me. I'm talking to myself. I, got, I need to hear that. 
over and over and over and over again. So dad or friend or I also tell people, look, if they're trying to give somebody a message, if you have a sibling or you have a good friend or whatever, whoever it is you're trying to communicate with, talk to them like that's who you're talking to. That's how, again, I, I just really think the communication goes and the people I, I, I watch. And, and that's why people love different people. They resonate with different people. So my people, the community that we develop with Friendly Reminders and the Self-Care Savage uh, attitude that I promote and, and the, uh, uh, is, is just still in development. What are some of your favorite Friendly Reminders? Friendly Reminders. Right now, this moment is the only moment that matters. I know that sometimes when you're out and about, you get recognized and, you know, people are like, it's the friendly reminder guy. How does that feel when that happens? Well, it used to be like, oh, no, <laughs> because that's a natural reaction for someone like me. What's what's wrong with what just happened versus but now it's a it, it it feels like I touched them, and it's because it's never I never have had anybody yet, anyways, come punch me in the face or, hey, are you that friendly reminder guy? You son of a you've ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just another part of being grateful. I think even when I go out when I'm in the city, like in Dallas, it happens more in Dallas. I think it's because I'm kind of from that area. I'm still getting used to everything and everything around it, but it does feel like I'm doing something to help people for them to be able to go out in public and somewhere recognize that that was me. They just saw and, and always there be, it's usually always something positive. Which does something for you. It encourages me. It's um, it used to, again, like I said, I think at the beginning, this all used to be about me and it's now it's about everybody. I can't explain how that feels. You, you know, with what you do and the interviews that you do and then the, what people talk about and how you were able to bring information and, you know, bring something out of people and, and all those guys. I mean, come on, that, talk about a gift. Your job, you guys, you interviewers and things like that, I can't do that. We all have different strengths. The ability for y'all to bring what y'all bring to light I mean, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. I feel the same way about what you do. For people who want to find a way to express their advice or hard-earned wisdom on social media, not doing the exact same thing you are, of course, but for people who think this might be something they're interested in doing, what, what do you think they should keep in mind as they develop their platform? is just do it. Just do whatever it is you feel like doing. Uh, it's going to be scary, but that's all part of it is walking through that fear and also be a real. That's what people are going to resonate with. That's what they're going to pick up on. And that's what we need in this world even is for people to be themselves and to show that. And there's no right way to do anything. Making mistakes and being real is great content. That reminds me of one of the quotes that you used in one of your videos. The universe isn't testing you. 
It's giving you an opportunity to practice who you say you are. And that's, that's it, right? And so any challenge that comes your way, however minor or scary or completely life-changing, it's an opportunity. Like even if you, especially if you don't like to see it that way, it's probably especially when you should. Right. You're exactly right. So mess up. You've been listening. Very good. (laughs) Oh, well, Scott Tatum, thank you so much for all that you do. And thank you for talking with me. You're welcome. And thank you for having me and, and, and this opportunity. And I hope we get to meet someday personally. Well, let me know when you want to go for a hike in Connecticut. I'll go with you. Absolutely. <laughs> you can find Scott at the handle you can outdoors, and that's you with the letter U. After the break, what's it sound like when one uplifting social media influencer finds out during our interview that they just got reposted by another uplifting social media influencer whom they love? I did not know this. Wait one second. I'm so cool. Oh my God. It's happening. I'm Kyone Wolf. Bring on the positivity. This is Audacious. Be right back. Let's go on a hike. Let's go to the mountaintops. Let's go see the mountain show off. Let's go see where angels learn to fly. Let's go on a hike. You're listening to the new investigative reporting podcast in absentia, which means you're interested in getting to the facts and uncovering the truth. If you'd like to help us continue our investigative work, consider making a donation. Visit ctpublic.org slash tap support and contribute today. That's ctpublic.org slash TAP support. Thank you for being a part of the Accountability Project. So, you've never donated to this station before? That's okay. Public Media Giving Days are a great time to make your first gift. Here's how. Give now at ctpublic.org donate. This is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf. Today we're talking about social media influencers whose mission is to expand our compassion and self-love instead of fueling our indifference and fears, leaving us all feeling hopeless and alone wallowing and self-pity and screaming into the endless void. Although there is a time and place, I do love to treat myself to a good endless void scream now and then, but here's a clip from my next guest, Daniel Cologne, also known online as This Is Color Me Crazy. You see, life is a drama, baby. It's a drama. It's a drama. And it's up to you what you do with the tools that you're given. Are you going to create something cute? Like, it's up to you, babe. You have all the tools at your disposal to literally create whatever reality that you want, that you desire. You got to believe in the fantasy that you're trying to create until it becomes reality, babe. Like, that is it. You got to believe in the fantasy until it becomes reality, my love. So you got to know that in order to find Daniel, I had to first find Abraham Hicks. Abraham Hicks is, uh, well, picture a 74-year-old white lady named Esther. Uh, She claims to embody, to interpret for, a collective of infinitely intelligent beings of the non-physical realm, collectively known as Abraham. Abraham Hicks. She's been speaking for them all over the world for nearly 40 years. They do workshops, which I've been to. Everybody's so nice. And hilariously, they do cruises, which 
I'm not ruling out, especially if we can expense it for an episode of Audacious. At these seminars, you can ask Abraham via Esther anything you want, and they'll respond to your query entirely through the lens of the law of attraction. You know, ask and you shall receive. And if you're not receiving what you want, or you are receiving and you are pretty sure it's stuff you swear you didn't think you were ordering off the menu, well, they'll talk about tools that allow for more agency in achieving and maintaining a sense of alignment and peace. Now, I've gone on a lot of deep dives of Abraham Hicks audio in the last year or so, including following them on social media, of course, which, thank you, algorithm, led me to Daniel Cologne. Daniel combines meditations, encouraging pep talks, and lip-syncing motivational messages from Abraham Hicks. And I know this is radio and you can't see it, but here's some audio anyway from the first time I ever saw them sitting on blankets on the grass, mouthing both roles in this video, which currently has over half a million views. So when people say, what are you doing? You say, things that please me. And they say, toward what end? And you say, pleasure. And they say, but really, what are you working on? And you say, having a good time. And I say, but what do you hope to accomplish? And you say, living happily ever after. And they say, but what do you want to leave as your legacy? And you say, I was a happy one. And they say, but what is the mark that you want to leave? Life is joyous. But what is the value that you see in, in contributing to this time-space reality? I'm joyful. But do, what do you hope to accomplish? Being happy? <laughs> it's hard for people to wrap their thoughts around that. And yet that's what all of existence is about, you see. When Daniel connected with me from their home in Puerto Rico, I asked him to tell me how they find videos, like from Abraham Hicks, to lip sync over. I'd like to think of it as a game that I play with the universe, because usually the videos that I, I end up using as inspiration, they're the recommended videos. Like, So it's a fun game that I play with the universe. I'm like, oh, what wisdom? And it always resonates with me. So I usually take a little clip from that and I make a video. And uh, now there's little babies who follow me and like, they're like, oh my God, thank you for introducing me to Abraham Hicks. I love them. And I love how sassy they are. I see a lot of myself in Abraham Hicks as far as the wisdom goes. So there we are, there we are. And now I'm here. Um, I think uh, Abraham Hicks is, a, is a, a gateway to my content for a lot of people, but I don't limit myself to just that either. Every once in a while I get the inspiration and I go for it, yeah. <laughs> What have been some of the ways that you've been connecting with your audience that have brought you the most fulfillment? Oh, I got shivers. I got chills, goosebumps. You won't be able to see this, but like they're here. <laughs> uh, I was always a people pleaser, point blank period, always a people pleaser, always giving of myself to people. And I found myself to be quite exhausted by that. And I think after 2020, I think of 2020 as like the clear vision moment and 2021 as us really sort of like playing around with concepts and 2022 felt like putting some of these concepts to play. And now 2023 is going to really be about embodiment of these concepts and whatnot. So 2022 really felt like color me crazy. It was like color me. I really wanted to know the self and know myself. And the more that you know yourself, the more authentically you can bring yourself to a collective space, a community. And demonstrate how it's done to those who maybe were still looking for some guidance on how to be themselves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's really about the collective, it's really about all of us winning, all of us succeeding in some way, shape or form. So if I can be a beacon of light and I can really create a space to 
digest this wisdom in a way that is practical, because that's so important for me. Demystifying um, is so important to me. Then I'm doing my job. My contribution is there. What do you think you as a little kid would think of you right now talking with me? The coolest kid ever. Just like the coolest, the coolest. I'm so cool. I'm just so cool. I'm just so cool. And once upon a time to say something like that, oof, it felt like work. It felt like work to say something like that. I was looking to other people to validate me in my experience, but like now I know I'm awesome. And even on my worst days, doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. Um, it doesn't mean that like now I'm awakened and like, that's it. No, I'm still very much a human. Uh, I'm a soul experiencing life through the human experience. Um, and that comes with, with lessons. It comes with growth. It comes with expansion. And now I no longer have like a, a deadline on that expansion. It's just every day is a different conversation. Um, and I love that. I love the conversations I have with myself now. <laughs> and you make me think about the idea of contrast. You know, you never, you'll never get it right and you'll never get it done. And it's this contrast of the things that we rub up against in our days where like maybe you, you have a bad day and it's got these bright spots in it or you have a bright day with these darker spots in it. And these darker spots and even some of the brighter spots are also there to teach you and to learn. And I wonder what you think about the impatience to improve. And I'm speaking from myself now. Like I have always wanted to be the best at everything I do. And when I wasn't the best right off the bat, I would question whether or not it was the right thing to do or can I get better at it? Do you share that sense of impatience to improve? And what do you do with it if so? Really great question, because it's really the constant conversation that I'm having with myself always. I feel like I do too much. Also, that voice of perfectionism and like really getting it right. That voice isn't yours. You know, that voice doesn't belong to you. That voice belongs to a collective energy of this like self-improvement, um, you know, movement that we see. It's like, how many self-improvement books do we need at this point? They all say the same exact thing. And I got to a moment in my life where I, I realized that I'm not here to figure it out. Whatever it is, life, whatever, I'm here to really just enjoy the journey. And I think sometimes we're trying to impress other people before really impressing ourselves. and. Uh, uh, perfectionism is is just not realistic. It's not ideal. It's, it's funny because it's resistance, but it doesn't yeah. feel like resistance, but it is resistance. And we know what happens when you resist, you slow everything down. Resistance is a sign to be easier. I, I think a lot of us really feel that we experience resistance, so I got to push through it. I really got to push through it. And if it feels forced, if it feels reactive, then we're creating chaos. We really are creating chaos every single time. Like, let's say you're running late for work or running late to a social and gathering. And like now you're rushing out of the house and then you grab your water bottle and then the water bottle falls down. And then you're like you, you're dropping your keys, you're doing this and like you're creating so much chaos by like trying to force like getting there on time, which is like if you're running late, you're just not going to get there on time. That's just point blank, period. Um, and it's like, look at the chaos that you're creating rather than just being like, okay, cool. I'm running late. Allow it. Allow it. There's nothing I can do about it. There's literally nothing I can do about it. And like that freedom, it takes the edge off of things. We take ourselves so seriously. And it's like, have fun, have fun, have fun. And like, all we can do is be accountable and hold ourselves to our word. 
it's one thing for you to have these feelings, to write them down, maybe do a blog, a couple Facebook posts, but you have such a large social media presence. It's only growing. This morning, Teal Swan, a very well-known uh, spiritual leader, reposted one of your videos. Uh, I which... did not know this. Wait one second. I love Teal Swan. <laughs> you didn't. You want to go look it up right now? Wait, no way. <laughs> you should go look it up right now. <laughs> no way. Wow. How cool. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um holy, 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 holy. No way. And like, ah, this is so cool. This is so cool. I'm so cool. Like, and that's where I hug myself. I'm just like, look how cool you are. Oh my God. It's happening. Wow. I've thought for sure you would have known that. So Teal Swan, for those who don't know, is, is, a, is a thought leader, a public speaker, at times controversial, um, and has been through a tremendous amount uh, in, in her life. And all that to say, you have this presence Wow. On social media, and it's only growing, is, and I know that you are someone who prefers to live in the present. However, when you think about your power to connect and your power to help people, is there like a dream life that whether it's five minutes from now or five years from now, like what do you see? Oh my gosh, so many goosebumps, so many, uh, wow. It really does make me uh, emotional because, like, I really want to own a retreat center because I think self-actualization is a radical form of protest. I'm not interested in marching down Washington or anything like that. I'm talking about infiltration uh, and, like, really infiltration of the soul to help unlock these truths. But, yeah, that's the next the next step. I know we all know, love yourself, love yourself. Yeah, 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 love yourself. But no, really, I feel like it might be the golden key towards unlocking everything else we're trying to do here. Because sometimes like the other day I woke up after a dream that was incredibly upsetting. So waking up, my, the momentum was already loaded and I woke up feeling uh, anxious and sad and angry and frustrated that I felt that way, which of course leads to more contraction and more resistance. And I was reminded that even and especially when I feel frustrated with myself, why am I not over this yet? That I can love her, that I can love her. Look how she's looking after me. Look how she's defending me by being angry. Look, 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 like to love her into the next moment and into the next moment. And so it sounds so pedestrian and so cheesy and so kindergarten, love yourself. But I really do feel when you make that a practice, a real practice, the better you get at it, like you're unstoppable. Yeah, truly, truly. And it's really, I mean, one of the liberating things for me was like, it's not even about self-love. It's about self-like for many of us. It could start with a high five in a mirror. I could start with a high five in a mirror and be like, I'm proud of you. You at least took a shower today. I'm proud of you. You at least brush your teeth today. I'm proud of you. And you at least made yourself breakfast this morning. We look at the reality of this, you know, spiritual metaphysic community, metaphysical community. And I think it can feel quite isolating to some people because they see this people were like, you got to just love yourself. And like, I love me. And it's like that. It's not 
where a lot of us are at. Trust and believe you start with a high five in the mirror and little by little, you'll want to like give yourself a little peck in the uh, in the mirror. Give yourself a little kiss. You'll catch a little glimpse, a little a little something. Ooh, I really like the way your hair is falling this morning. And little by little, that conversation evolves to self-love. A lot of the pain that we experience in, in our now, it stems from those childhood years. It's really inner child healing. You can call it inner child. You can call it inner teenager. You can call it whatever it is that you want. Our child inner self is still looking for guidance. And you're that voice of guidance. You can be nurturing and be like, hey, look, I know that we're disappointed right now. But uh, you know what? How about we give ourselves a bowl of ice cream? How about we go for a walk? Um, how about we dot, dot, dot and offer suggestions in that way? And I, you know, a lot of us rub salt into uh, injury when we experience negative emotion we go oh stupid me but i shouldn't feel this way i should feel over this like get over yourself or that conversation is very different uh you know than the radical self-compassion that is required especially in the beginning phases it's possible to be compassionate ask yourself what voice is that in my head is it mom is it dad is it my caregiver a lot of times it's not our voice, the voice of awareness sounds very different. And you can hug yourself, you can hold yourself through the process and just like be forgiving. You're not going to have it all figured out in one shot. It's going to, it's an ongoing conversation. I think about the universe, which is also synonymous sometimes with our, our wiser selves, our source selves, our bigger selves. And I, I had fallen into the practice even before I I knew what I was doing many, many years ago. I, if I couldn't put my finger on what was bothering me, I would go to the bathroom mirror and I would talk and be like, okay, what's up? Like, look at myself in the eyes. What's up? What's good? And sometimes it would take 45 minutes, sometimes 10. <laughs> uh, there was one time it was just, oh, I just needed to see you. Okay, we're good. But I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear about your relationship with your wiser, larger more connected source self? How do you connect with them? A lot of it's social media, you know? A lot of the wisdom that I share with a video that I get this impulse. And, you know, the, the thing that separates like actual manifestation of what you want versus like the not so manifestation is like you get an impulse, you do something about it. You get an impulse, you follow that impulse and that'll lead to another one. So sometimes I'll get this like uh, message that comes through and by me putting a camera in front of my face and just talking about it and sharing it with the world, it's a message that I'm giving to myself, you know, and I happen to share it with people and they're like, oh, my God, me too. Oh, my God, me too. You know, these technology that we have in our in the palm of our hands, supercomputers, uh, the mirror work is literally here. The mirror work is here. You don't need a physical mirror to look at. That's great. I, I love I mean, I sometimes look at myself in the mirror and I and I and I. And I tell myself I love myself until like I actually believe it. But like sometimes I just sit in front of my camera and I go, this is how disappointed I am about this and da, 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 da. And like my goal with every single video is that by the end of the video, I feel better. The goal is by the end of the video, I feel good. The same applies for a journal entry. I'm going to get all the ick out if I'm feeling ick. But by the end of this, whatever it is that I'm writing, I want to feel better. So I'll get it all out. I'll get all the ick. I'll get all the ick out. And then I try a different voice. I try a different voice. Um, and this like wiser self, it, the voice of them is, it's just different. It's a different voice. 
And I think for a lot of us, it feels unnatural at first, but as we get to know it, it gets deeper, you know, just have fun with this process, have fun. It's play, it's exploration, it's uh, creative in that way. Um, be curious. We came here to create point blank period. Um, we came here to create reality. We came here to create uh, for some of us, uh, doom and gloom for us to realize that there's doom and gloom present for us to create another reality. We are creative beings by nature that never stops. Um, you can blame all these external forms, external circumstances for being the reason why you're not a creative person, our education system, all of that. But that yearning, that desire doesn't stop. Every moment, every minute we're creating. When we pour ourselves a cup of coffee, we're creating that ritual, we're creating that that sense of ease, that sense of intentionality, I'm ready to begin. Just really look at what you are creating. And if it's not in alignment with what you want to create, then align yourselves with activities that lead you to that direction. And have fun, just have fun. Don't take this so seriously. It should be fun. This journey should be fun. <laughs> well, Daniel Cologne, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. I appreciate you so much and this conversation so much. I appreciate you. To help you start changing the vibe of your social media news feeds, we've got links to all of our guests at ctpublic.org slash audacious. And you know how I dropped a few clips from our guests throughout today's episode? They were like little micro doses of self-help, right? But as a gift from me to you, to aid in your glorious expansion, please enjoy a montage of all the clips I gathered for this show but didn't have time to include. From more friendly reminders from Scott, to pep talks from Daniel, to a really powerful pondering that Joel posted after our conversation on the idea that embodying empathy and increasing our capacity for it is the next evolutionary stage of the human animal. Plus, I've got a few more from Daniel's Abraham Hicks collection for you. So enjoy that macro dose of grace and compassion on whatever app your thumb reflexively twitches towards when you're in the mood to listen to a podcast. And just look up Audacious. This show is always lovingly produced by me, Jessica Severin Martinez, our new producer, Khalil Rahman. Welcome, Khalil. And Katie Talarski at Connecticut Public Radio in Hartford with help from Meg Fitzgerald. Please do subscribe, and thanks for leaving that super heartfelt review on Apple Podcasts. That's how the unfeeling podcast machine knows to favor our show. Send me your reactions and goodwill and love and peace and kindness and generosity on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kyone Wolf, or send an email to audacious at ctpublic.org. Thanks for listening to your